First draft intro was Let Bygones Be Bygones for Nacy after two away wins in a row, but after the derby, I don't know what to tell you. My name is Jarvie and I'm joined this week by Paddy, Simon and Hammy Soon. Together we are the Broken Hearts Club Band. How are we doing boys? Been a roller coaster a couple of weeks was a kick in the stones, wasn't it? The weekend was, aye. It's been up and down. And um, let's not forget the last time we recorded the podcast, it was very, very Naismith out. <laughs> not much change, though. <laughs> we've, we've went up and we've come back down again. Um, so, aye, buckle up, because going way back, first of all, the Kilmarnock victory, there was a, a shock. Um, it was all about Gorgie Grant. Um, he was very good. Yeah, it was a really good goal, really good layoff from Shanklin, really good take. Difficult to win there. It felt like that was cruising to losing on penalties. Aye. So, nice to get out of there, well win. Aye, fully expect it. I thought, well, I think we said on the last podcast, I think, if we were fully expecting it to be nil-nil, and that would be our best result. <laughs> Coming out of there. And the weather was fucking awful. The pitch is plastic. Um, but I have fair play at, I mean, at the best of times. It would have been a hard away game, even if we were like playing well and in good form. Yeah. And to go there, all that pressure on Naismith to go and get a winner. Um, and it was Alex Lowry popped up. Yep. Very end. Kind of, it was like 90 odd minutes, wasn't it? Aye, I can't remember the exact minute, but it was very, very late. But I'm sure everyone in the stands was absolutely buzzing that they didn't have to sit through another half hour of that. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, so, aye, fair play to, to Grant and Lowry there. Um, and I winning that, we went on to draw Rangers in the semi-final of the, the Via Play Cup with Hibs and Aberdeen playing in the other. So, Ham, uh, Paddy, sorry, you're not Hammy. Uh, Paddy, a possible Hearts Hibs final. Does that excite you or make you scared following what you saw at the weekend? Uh, probably excites me. We're the better team, but if we just switch on for 80 seconds longer than we did at the weekend. <laughs> Aye, fair. Um, but we are playing Rangers, so Hearts Hibs final, you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> We play Rangers on a fireworks afternoon, the 5th of November, 3 o'clock. Uh, we requested a 50-50 ticket split, which was rejected by the SPFL, not the SFA, as I was told by about 100 angry Hearts fans on Twitter. Um, they were given 18,000 tickets instead. Uh, to be fair, I didn't realise that we've never sold, apparently. Again, loads of angry men told me this. That we've never sold a fifty percent allocation against Celtic or Rangers. And that's right. But yeah, I know. I just don't see how that's right. I feel like we always sell it. Um, but maybe that's just the matrix playing tricks on me. <laughs> so someone even said we didn't sell out an allocation at Murrayfield against Celtic. I mean, I never remember hearing anything about us not selling out. Hmm. Uh, I was on my honeymoon at the time. That's why I was there. I don't know what your excuses are. Yeah, I was there. <laughs> you were there. Fair play to you. 
P P H M. man. Yeah. Um. So I that was a, a whole big thing. Um. There, uh, Hammy, you have joined us. Good good evening. Good evening. Good evening. The camera's moved. There we go. Hello, can see you now. And Hammy, did you know it's been sixty-one years since we last won the League Cup? And in that time, Rangers have won it 23 times, Celtic have won it 19 times, Aberdeen 5, Hibs 3, Dundee United 2, and single cup wins for Kilmarnock, St Johnston, St Mirren, remember that one, Ross County, Livingston, Rafe Rovers, and even Partick Thistle have won the League Cup. <laughs> Did you know all of that, Hammy? Did yeah. you? <laughs> <laughs> fucking fought them. <laughs> really... I can't put down, I'm going to lie. <laughs> Records are there to be broken. <laughs> One thing you do know, Hammy, because you told me this, is that Tony Pulis is rumoured to be coming to Hearts as a scout. <laughs> I'd forgotten about that, yeah, that was... I, didn't, I write down everything in my wee notes, Hammy. Yeah, <laughs> already for this podcast. Yeah, um, I've ne- I need to actually check up on what happened there. That seemed to be a, a, a Jimmy Dunn deal. Um, hmm. But I've not I've not seen the news uh, about that. Although I did find out recently, Lee Wallace is now a coach at the Arch Youth. So, oh, so these things clearly aren't that well. You know, news from Hearts isn't great. So no. maybe it is maybe it is working there. I don't know. But yeah, that was a pretty strong rumor on kickback. Lee Wallace is at Hearts as a youth coach. Oh, he'll be first team coach by next summer. <laughs> line continues. Yeah, that's great to hear. But I mean, I'm not surprised. We will literally give if you played for Hearts, you will get a job as a coach. Exactly. Yeah. Somebody at the club. That's good to hear. Coming in, maybe like under twelves or something, doing his badges. You'll probably get his badges before Stephen Naismith. Um, and I, Tony Pulis, good chance he'll be the manager at the end of the season. Let's face I'd it. Take it. I'd take it. <laughs> I'd take it. Uh, what was the boy? Who was the big hammer thrower under Pulis at Stoke? The lap, Rory the lap. Rory the lap. That seems all a bit harsh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you again, Hammy. I've not spread this agenda very well. Here. <laughs> um, there was there was a big expose thing on uh, Mr. Joe Savage. On Jambles kickback. Do you want to talk us through your findings on this one, please? Yeah, I'll go through it a bit. Um, so there was a annual Hearts shareholders dinner. Um, so if you're a shareholder, you can get invited to a secret club. It's not very secret for £12 a year. And you get invited to these yearly dinners and drinks. You know, it's just a pretty normal thing, really. Um, and every year they have guests from the club uh, this year it was Joe Savage and Stephen Naismith, um, and it was uh, they always have a question and answer. And there's somebody on Kickback who pretty much takes minutes and um, transcribes it all on the Kickback to let everyone know the secrets that happen at these meetings. Now there wasn't much, but I've pulled out a few of the the, the highlights. Um, so the first question was, "Do you think we'll beat Hibs?" Um, Stephen Naismith said yes, but. We'll get, I'm sure we'll get to that. <clears throat> um, Joe Savage was asked about his recruitment in the summer, and he says he thinks it was good. 
we target players and try to sign them. We did miss out on some of our top targets for various reasons, and then we have to work down our list. Um, he also said at the end, I need to stress that I don't sign the players. I identify them, but Stephen will always have the final say. I'm not trying to pass the buck, yes you are, but I can't push players onto the manager and all signings have to be agreed by him. I've been called a baldy prick and given loads of abuse at the games and it's not nice. Sorry. I got slapped. <laughs> those, uh, those lift meetings are getting a bit serious. <laughs> um, well, Stephen Naismith also said, uh, so somebody asked, we were delighted with the last six games of last season, but this season hasn't been as good. Will we get better and back to that? Obviously, their, their change of play is quite um, obvious. He says, Stephen Naismith says, we better or I'll be out of a job. Um, <laughs> as I've said already, Gino is the biggest difference I can point to. He created chances, stretched the defence and was a big player for us. We've got lots of new signings, it'll take time to settle in. And being in Europe, while it's great, I don't think we and Scottish teams are the best equipped to deal with Europe. But we need to learn quickly because at times we can be too naive. Um, he also mentioned that about the signing of players that is, is guaranteed by December when Callum and the other new players are up to speed will be far better. So just wait till December, lads. Everything mm-hmm. will be fine after that. He also has confirmed that he is joining the course for his badges in January. So, oh, did he? Oh, okay. <laughs> but this is where, you know, you found out that Mackay and... I can't remember the other one. Atkinson. Out for the rest of the year. Atkinson out for the rest of the year. Because, mm. um, again, let us say, that's where you get most of your information nowadays is from social events, not through <laughs> actual official channels. But there was some good tidbits in there. So, yeah, essentially, just Joe Savage doesn't sign players. He just finds them and... December is when we'll start playing good. All right. Well, on, on that, Parry, we, we had to be tough about this before. <laughs> <laughs> so, Joel Savage has said in interviews not long after he joined the club that the his position is so that the club has a has an ideology, you could say, or like a, a style, like a signing strategy, which he has been doing, signing under-24s and what have you. Um, and even in these roles, you can see a style of football implemented. Um, but if he's saying he's not even, he's not even signing the players, then it's the managers. Then what's he doing? He's basically just the head scout, isn't he? He's recommending players for the manager to sign, whether the manager signs them or not. We've got Tony Pulis now, so I mean, <laughs> <laughs> savages. That means we should be signing every player we sign is about six foot five. <laughs> probably be a bouncer over a football player, but <laughs> sounds fun. <laughs> I think I think generally, see, like I, I I genuinely don't know how it works behind the scenes, and I think that in a nutshell is not good because <laughs> I don't think they know how it works in the back. Yeah, <laughs> hey, I, I actually came away for a lot of what he said, thinking that fair enough. Like it, it obviously doesn't fall just on him. I think Paddy's been saying that as well, but I think he has done pretty well considering a lot of the signings. There's been a couple of misses. There's been a couple of players we should have brought in in terms of just like position-wise we've missed. Like I still feel we could probably use a centre-back, but I don't think they're just avoiding bringing in a centre-back. Hopefully it's because they're looking for players that fit the profile and they didn't find one. Aye, they didn't want to just rush in to sign some, Aye. some big hoodie. Okay, Cameron, you have emerged in the darkness and, and gave us a surprise. You're not even in the intro. 
Fine, don't care. <laughs> I could I could go. I could probably find something else to do. Fair enough. Um I'm not sure if you know the news, Cameron, your your favorite player, Nathaniel Atkinson, is out until the new year, it was confirmed. Does that make you happy or sad? It makes me sad because we'll continue to play the rest of the defence at a position. <laughs> just 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 to put just to put a fire on it right back when our problems <laughs> when our problems actually at left back. <laughs> yes, we will definitely come on to that. Um, but I speaking of those injuries, so uh, we we found out via um, a social event and a few pints later that Barry McKay and Nathaniel Atkinson are expected back in in the new year. We've got a normal um, winter shutdown this year, don't we? So that'll be in January. I think so. Two weeks. Right, I've not even looked ahead at that, but yeah. A usual trip to Malaga. Right. Um, so they'll be back after that, you top. <clears throat> um, some some big news in the last couple of weeks. The papers suddenly reporting that Craig Gordon is due back imminently. Um, and they even tried to spark debate over the captaincy at the club for when he does come back. It was Craig uh Craig bloody Lauren Shanklin's had it for pretty much a full year now. Cameron, I seem to remember after a few pints you speaking very passionately about this on Saturday. What do you think about it? I, I don't remember that, but anyway. Um... <laughs> I'm not surprised. I'm surprised that I remember it. Um, my thought right now would be, I think I always got the impression that it was always Gordon's to be given back when he came back as club captain. But then I wasn't sure he would actually come back. So now it's, I'm not sure anybody was that sure he would come back. So you probably never thought he would have this dilemma. But um, I'd imagine he, part of it's got to come down to him, and I'd imagine he'd want to do it. But um, yeah, surely, surely it's still his if he if he wants it. Hmm. Oh, I'll tell you what you said on Saturday. <laughs> on Saturday, you said you absolutely take the armband off Lord Shankland. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, heat of the moment after uh, what was an incredibly <laughs> disappointing game. Right, <laughs> uh, I'd, I'd agree with I agree with Saturday night, Cameron. <laughs> I'd have probably given it to Alan Forrest on Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> um, any, any of you think Shanklin should keep it if if Craig is back in like a few weeks? You'll they'll know in the background who's like the hierarchy in that squad. They'll know already. Wee side note as well, Halkett's the vice captain, like the official club vice captain. So he'd have he'd have definitely been given it had he not then got a season long injury at the same game. <laughs> yeah, I would have. Um well speaking of Craig Halkett, um we thought he could have featured against Hibbs after or pop up on the bench after appearing in the Love Holidays video showing him sprinting about the back of the family stand trying to find the basement museum. Um, but no, he wasn't on the bench at all. Um, but it, it does seem like he's back very, very soon now. Um, yeah, we'll Here's open, and we've got a big void at left back. I think we've removed rolls there. That's a spot opened right up for him. All right, that'll, that'll get us in the top six. Because <laughs> um, yeah, left back was Alex Cochran is uh, he's actually due back in November. Oh. Can Craig Gordon play left back? Oh no, <laughs> not with those feet. 
Um, but yeah, I've, I've kind of had in my head it was going to be like in the new year for him as well. But no, Stephen Naismith is on record. I I googled it, saying that he's going to be back in November. That was only just from blocking a shot in training. Who the fuck is hitting that thunder bastard? Because <laughs> we're not seeing that on the pitch. <laughs> Alan Forrest. I was going to say maybe it was Alan Forrest. Though. Um, so yeah, he's he's due back soon as well. Um, I, I genuinely don't know what the situation is with Oda. No, I think that, he's at, back after international break. Yeah, that was same scale uh, as Cochrane. Right. Shareholders meeting. They said that. Yeah. yeah. So he's back soon, and then we had Tagawa, Nunehoff, and Benny all back, or like at least on the bench there at the weekend. So, yeah. but, um, but we're not quite a full squad. But I mean, it does seem in the next couple of months we're going to be almost back to full, apart from Atkinson and Mackay. And the- yeah, I think if we actually think about it, we've we've gone with it: Gordon, Atkinson, Cochrane, Kingsley, and Halkett all all at that defence now. So. Mm-hmm. The fact that we're still fielding a, a back four that's semi sort of coherent is pretty decent. Yeah. Uh, the Odium is 100% <laughs> cursed. Yeah. It is not normal to have this many injuries. Like two seasons in a row, like on a, a generational scale of injuries. <laughs> Crazy. Um, but moving on from that, one player who's not been injured yet uh, young man Aidan Denham was given a new contract, so he is now at the club until the summer of 2026. Insert Alawad loan jokes here. <laughs> he has stopped being played since he signed that contract. <laughs> he, he started against uh, Ross County. Hey. So shove that up your, your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> You're just Mr. Negative Paddy. You're so as well, ruin everything. <laughs> yes. yes <I> <laughs> um, and another seamless link here because back to football, unbelievably, we did go and win again away from home up in Dingwall. Um, two away wins in a row. Naismith suddenly had HMS Hearts turned around. Um, Alex Lowry popping up after his goal against Kilmarnock with a wonderful assist to our new goal machine, Alan Forrest. Um, <laughs> Both of those players came on as substitutions on the 56th minute with Denham. There you go, Paddy. See, it's even in the record books with Denham and the fire coming off. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you've heard this. Andy Halliday said on open goal that Lowry walked into the changing room at full time and said, Don't worry, boys, I'll keep digging you at these holes. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> Superb. That's good. Um, with Rangers doing so terribly. By the way, Hearts are still the last team to win a group game in Europe. Yeah. <laughs> Scottish group team. Yeah, team. Um, and you yeah, all the Rangers fans now, if you mean Beal's been sacked, obviously, etc., saying Alex Lowry would be starting for Rangers. So we we could we could potentially see Lowry go back to Rangers in January. That's a very feasible thing that could happen. We're starting to see more and more of the Performances that would th- make you think that he is a player from Rangers. Yeah, he's got bags of potential. Yeah. Um, Naismith talks him down like <laughs> every opportunity. If you notice this, maybe it's just because he is like, like, and I'm not saying this is a negative thing, just like the most confident wee laddie. And he's like, right, yeah. I need to keep him in check. 
Uh-huh. One, th- one thing I'll say, though, I don't want to see any more corners film. Oh no! Oh, I can't. Right. It's corners are hopeless. Eh? This is this is harsh, right? It's a very fine line between just kitting over the top of that first man. He never and gets it over. Aye, I know, but when he does, he when does, he does that one <laughs> time, passing the ball to the feet. <laughs> there were some terrible ones, and I'm going to blame that on the footing because the pitch was awful. Eh? <laughs> it was a wet day. Yeah, the weather was bad. Um, bye. These uh. He's a very good footballer, but we said this before. <clears throat> he's one of those players. He's going to lose the ball a lot. There's going to be misplaced passes, but when when you're the only one actually creating stuff, <laughs> you do need players like that in your team trying to do stuff. Otherwise, screaming out for one as well. Right, so people need to relax with that. Um, but I, fair play to him. He is really stepping up now. Um, when he's actually allowed to keep playing and not getting subbed off for absolutely no fucking reason, we'll come <laughs> on to it. <laughs> um, and after that Ross County game, uh, Naismith had a lot to consider going into the derby. It would have been hard not to start George Grant, Liam Boyce, Lowry, Forrest, um, as we continue to desperately find service for Shankland. But like I say, we will come on to the Hibs game. But first, Simon. Simon's game. Simon's Simon says. Simon's clueless. <laughs> uh, so I'll just go over the scores from last week, from the last couple of weeks, I suppose. Paddy's still on 15. Jarvie's bottom, though, with 14. Hammy's on 29. And Cameron is top on 34. So we'll just get right into it. Five players, five clues. Okay, first clue, first player. I was born in Chantilly, France in 1991. Cool. Bad. I came through this... Oh! Is it Nanduili? It is not. Oh. Jarvie. Oh! Is it Luke Demur? It's Luke Demur? Yeah. <laughs> so it might be. Okay, so I'll go through the other clues. I came to the Strasbourg Academy, made zero international appearances. I graduated from the Clairefontaine Academy with you no, know, along with other famous graduates such as Thierry Henry, Kylian Mbappe, and Nicholas Anelka. I played for the Premier League club Cardiff before signing for Hearts. And clue number five was I one of the worst players I've ever seen play for Hearts. <laughs> so that's five points to Jarvie, taking him to not the bottom. Player number two, clue number one. I was born in Montmorency in France in 1984. Paddy. Here we go. Jean-Louis Valois. <laughs> no way. You, you, <laughs> he was playing in 84. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Clue number two. I came through the ES Troyes Academy and have made no international appearances. Before. Ah, Here um, we go. Here we go. Is it Christian Nadi? It's Christian Nadi. Oh, yes. nice. <laughs> that is four points for Hammy. Not as old as I thought it would be. So I will finish those clues off. I scored 20% of all competitive goals for Hearts against Hibs. Sounds impressive. It's only two. <laughs> <laughs> I signed for Premier League Club Sheffield United. Ten men and their granny couldn't carry me. <laughs> cool. 
Player number three, clue number one. I was born in Nottingham in 1999. Cool. Clue number two. Maybe a fingers on buzzers moment. I came yeah, through the live... Oh. Now, you have gone, but I had started clue number two, so how are we going to approach this? Is this I'll four? Take, I'll, I'll take the four. It's fine. Right. So you've just got first dibs on the first guess on... Clue number two, I Okay, is Alex Lowry this one, eh? <laughs> Fucking hell. Is it George Grant? It's not George Grant. Cool. I came through the Liverpool youth system and I've made 11 Garvey. international oh. appearances, scoring two goals. Oh, I think I may have this wrong. Ben Woodburn? It's Ben Woodburn. Oh, that's... Mm. He scored two international goals? Yep. Um, wow. Two seconds. Let me just add that. 23 points, Charlie. You're having a great game. Clue number three was I famously scored an absolute screamer for my country in a 1-0 win over Austria during a World Cup qualifier. Clue number four, I joined from Premier League Club Liverpool. Clue number five, I randomly wore number nine and did nothing. <laughs> okay, player number four. Clue number one. I was born in Kinshasa in 1998. Kinshasa. I was born in Kinshasa in 1998. Is that is that a country like? What you that talking? is a city. Do you want to know what country it is? <laughs> Aye, DR Congo. Right. Hammy. Oh. oh, Benny. On you go, Hammy. It's Benny Peningame. Oh, of course. Hammy. Thirty-eight. Clue number two for Benny was I came through the Everton Youth Academy and I've made zero international appearances. Clue number three, I made my debut in a two-one win against Celtic Boston and get a man of the match. Clue number four, I've run out of clues. Clue number five, he's <laughs> run out of legs. <laughs> Player number five, clue number one, I was born in Boudevillier, Switzerland, in nineteen ninety-six. Oh, Jarvie. Okay. Jakim Adeo. No, it's not. <laughs> Clue number two. I came to the Manchester United Academy and I've made zero international appearances. Oh. Clue number three. Adi. Okay. Joe Pereira. It's Joe Pereira. Oh. Well done, Paddy. Four points. Just couldn't have mind his name. Pereira, you know, play for Portugal as well. He was Portuguese, yeah. Clue number three, I conceded 43 goals in my 25 appearances. For context, we only conceded 44 in the whole of the 21-22 season. (laughs) (laughs) I joined from Manchester United, and clue number five was, my nickname was the cat, but I have poppadoms for hands. (laughs) I'm sure he statistically got worse when he left us as well. (laughs) Well, I think he's still at Reading, which is incredible. So after that, um, in first is Hammy on 38. Second, Cameron on 34. Third, Jarvie on 23. And last on Paddy with 19. Wow. Don't know why I bothered dialing in there. <laughs> <laughs> Stinker of a week. Well, this leads us into the Derby. Simon, talk us through how we set up going into this one. So it was... There was a lot of chatter whether it was three at the back or four at the back just because of the, the way that Hearts put the line up, they kind of put it in numerical order after the goalkeeper. But it was four at the back. It was Clark and goals, Sibic at right back, Kent and Rolls in centre back, and at left back was Kingsley. 
the midfield was Devlin and Neuenhoff and then a sort of three in behind Shanklin up front of Forrest, Lowry and Vargas. I got you to send me your player ratings for each player. So I'll go through them. We've got Clark on a six. This is an average of all of us added together. Clark on a six. Sibic on a four, which I thought was quite interesting because I think him at right back, he was actually pretty good. But when he moved to centre back, it just all fell to pieces. Uh, Kent and Rose both came out at a seven and a half. Kings at a six. I thought he was having a pretty good game until he came off. Uh, Devlin on a six. Hoff on a seven. Thought he had one of his better games. Forrest on a nine. Lowry on an eight. Vargas a five. And Shanklin on a four. And this, we did the subs as well. Ophaya 5.5. Benny 4.5. Grant 5.5. And Boyce got a six. So the best player, according to all of us, was Alan Forrest. And I. I think it would only be close would be Lowry, but I do think Forrest edges it just every time he got the ball he was running through against them. Hibbs panicked. I kind of feel he gave Hibbs the game that Martin Boyle usually gives us. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. just pace that they can't deal with, a bit of direction. I thought he was great. Um, I thought Cammy Devlin had a better game concerning he got booked after what was it like the first 10 minutes or something? So he had, yeah, so he, had, so, he had, so he had to deal with that for, for most of the game. And I think we were actually a much better team. Like Paddy said earlier, it's a bit gutting and it really hurt that we didn't get the three points there in the manner that we lost the, the two points. But ultimately, going into that game, I would thought we were a lot closer. But have you seen that clip where the guy goes, well, Alice, it appears we both have autism. I kind of <laughs> thought, well, Hibs, it appears we both can't defend. <laughs> <laughs> we are both rubbish at defending. <laughs> to be fair, Hearts back four by the end was a bit hodgepodge. But neither team could do anything in terms of defending. No, you're right. But I think for the game, we've kind of got to look at it in two halves. Right? In the first yeah, half, yeah. <laughs> literally what a game of two halves. But in the first half, the 55% possession, which is not new, we had seven shots and five were on target. And I want to say that four of them were from Alex Lowry. Yeah, four of the shots, I can think of three at least. Yeah. So five shots on target. The second half, we had 15 shots, none on target. We scored though, so we must have had one. Uh, so, yeah, that's also harsh because one of them went in and one of them hit the bar. Yeah, this is true. But comparing that to, to Hibbs, they had eight shots in the first half. None on target in the second half, three on target. And they've obviously scored the bastards. Aye. <laughs> I mean, where where do you you start with this? I mean, our RC's collapsed. <laughs> who Aye. who are you blaming? <laughs> oh, I, I know I know firmly who I'm blaming. Who are you blaming? I, 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 like I think we've stood by him and really tried to be positive for a very long time now but are you nice with that now no that that (laughs) yes and no that from toby civic is horrendous it's and watching it by both goals i mean the the second one maybe even worse like it's it's total bambi stuff he looks so uncomfortable in there and Mm -hmm. at a point you've got to say that's not good enough like genuinely it's not at centre-back, it's not good enough. I think at right-back, he was actually all right. 
I think I mean, he, he was up but, against Ewan and Boyle cut running in behind him and he dealt with it fine. When it's, as a professional when the, football player, like he just needs to put out both of them. I think the first goal is actually Benny's fault. He takes a touch on the edge of the box, he goes to clear it and he literally just like pops it up in the air for the Hibs player to play it through. Mm-hmm. Civic then needs to track his man. Like it's not like, but the ball shouldn't even be there. Yeah. And fair play to Civic, he should have had a penalty in the first half. When he runs through, he taps the ball away. I don't think these should be penalties, but in the modern game, this is a penalty. He gets to the ball first and Marshall takes his legs out from under him. Mm-hmm. The ball's going out for a goal kick, but by the oh. letter of the law, that's a penalty. I remember it now. I've got to admit, I've, I've not had the hearts to look at the highlights yet, you know that? So yeah, that that is a penalty that he should have had. And I'd just like to say, like that once again, not just as a Hibs point of view, eh, as a Hearts point of view, for Hibs as well, the referee just absolutely shite, like so inconsistent. He was giving folk yellow cards that he wasn't even giving free kicks for like two minutes later. Mm-hmm. It was just absolute shambles. And the, re- the game kind of descended into a bit of a mess towards the second half just because the ref just had no control. Right. I thought Willie Collum had retired. I thought he was only working in, in, in VAR going into this season. Getting fucking European games now as well. How? Fuck knows. It is a shamble. Uh, speaking of the refereeing decisions, Shanklin booked after five minutes and Devlin after eight minutes. How much do you think that affected the game? Nothing. We went to and a lot. Yeah, I was, I was substitutions. I was panicking when Devlin got that booking after what eight minutes because I just thought he is one for a yellow card and he had a couple of tackles and I thought the referee is now watching him and I think Cameron yourself and I both agreed that we wouldn't be unhappy if he was whipped at half time. Yeah, I probably would have made that sub. Aye. Just because you never know what's going to happen. You never know what sort of position. Because he's the one who usually stays back for the corner. So that's why he picks up these booking, because he's taking people out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Exactly. He done well not to get a second booking. Oh, fair. Um, moving on to speak about Dallin Forrest's goal. What a fucking beauty, yeah? Oh, aye. It's, it's not got any curl on it, nothing. It's just absolutely walloped and it just goes flying in. Mm-hmm. One of those derby goals that we probably won't look back so fondly because of the result, but really, an unbelievable goal. Right, it's a fucking screamer. No, I've just realised that's went down as a Frankie Kent assist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure Forrest had a ball, the ball for about a minute after Frankie <laughs> Kent touched it. <laughs> I think he had like 15 touches before he started going. Um, Stephen Kingsley injured and off for a fire uh, around half time as well. That's that's probably the thing that to me changes the game most. Yeah. Because our whole shape shifts at that point. And I'm not completely convinced that bringing on a right back when your left back's injured and shunting your whole line across completely is, the agree. Right, is the right solution. I'd feel more comfortable with putting a fire in at left back. Yeah, why did we not do that? I don't yeah. really get that. Hmm. I think you're you're having one piece sort of out of position there rather than two. I don't know. But, I, I feel like I wouldn't have trusted the fire considering he's like only getting on there 
from what we've seen because we had to put him on because of other injuries. I wouldn't what, have trusted. What gives him. you more? What gives you more fear? Sibic at centre back or a fire at left back? That's the decision well, you're making there. I think that there was a simpler solution to this all. I think you should yeah. just bring on Andy Halliday and put him at left back. That's that's the answer for me. And I think that's bemused most people. Nah, like, I think with the speed that they have, putting on Andy Halliday is an absolute death wish. They would okay. have he would have been booked with about a minute and then not being able to do anything. Well, I mean, but, but look at what happened. Yeah, true. But Why is he at the club then? Yeah, exactly. He's also saying that he thinks Rangers should go on and win the League Cup. So why is he? <laughs> yeah, we we, we getting... spoke about that on Saturday, and that can get right in the bin. <laughs> I've not bothered that Andy Halliday did not come on. He um he one hundred percent knows he's away in the summer now, coming out with stuff like that because he's always been very careful. If it's anything remotely to do with Hearts, he wouldn't comment. But he's starting coming out with stuff like that now. He can seize away, but that okay. wouldn't surprise anyone anyway. But you know what I mean. That's no. uh, hard to hear. But he's Halliday has stepped up in big games for us before. He scored a double against Hibs playing center center midfield for us not that long ago. Like it's not like he's some old huddy. He could. Yeah, have it's it's almost two years ago. Well, I've not. I wouldn't like to think <laughs> my fit, very similar age to Halliday. I wouldn't like to think my fitness has regressed that much in two years. Probably has. Might, might have got better. I well, I'm, I'm running a lot more than I was two years ago. So there you go. <laughs> um, but I that's uh, uh, it was a bit of a shite bag move because the thing is with footballers as well, especially going into the derby, you know that they would have worked on their shape all week and they're very comfortable where they are. And I bet you they've never trained once in that shape where they've all shifted over a position to the right. And I think that's totally. Totally scuppered them where they should be, who they're marking, etc. Um, and it's made them all very nervous and led to two goals in the end. Yeah. Beyond and, that, though, I know we obviously like it's, it's 90 seconds of absolute madness. And then I thought we then kind of took control of the game again. We could have still went and won it. Aye, there's plenty of games where we've that's been the case and we've just completely fully slid there and lost the game. Yeah. Well, a short while after it's been down as a Christian Doy John goal. Who was it given to at the time again? Lowry. Lowry, I can't even fucking remember. Again, I, I haven't looked at the, the highlights. Um, but at 2 0, you are thinking we could go on here and win three or four if we take this by the fucking scruff of the neck and go for it. Mm-hmm. And we had loads of chances. We hit the post, we hit the bar. Marshall made a save. Shanklin sort of miss hit a shot where he was on the turn. He hit one over the bar. Benny hit one over the bar. Like there was chances to score here, and mm-hmm. we should have. But ah well. Well, moving on to the the sixty second minute, the the one decision Naismith made where I was, I've kept, I've I've kind of went left and right here where I thought it wasn't Naismith's fault at all that we threw away this one at the weekend, and I've flipped it right round to blame <laughs> Steve Clayton <laughs> because um, taking off Alex Lowry for for Benny on the sixty second minute. Best player on the pitch. Alan Forrest was good as well, etc. The only man creating anything. Saying that he was tiring. I don't think there's one person in the stadium that thought he was tiring. This is all shoulda, woulda, coulda. Obviously, the the goals completely change this, but I think his thinking is, I'm going to bring on another centre mid, a bit more defensively solid. I'm going to slow this game down and I'm just going to take this complete sting out of it, which is what you want. I do think 62 minutes is a bit too early to be doing that, though. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. 
And Paddy, that just reeks of Nielsen, doesn't it? There you yeah, go. Take off your creative midfielder. Put on a defensive midfielder. We're a couple of goals up here. Yeah, it does. And then we lose those two goals, and he puts Boyce and Grant on after that, mm -hmm. like defeating the purpose of Benny coming on in the first place. Yeah, yeah. Then has to re rejig it all again. I think um, so. Outside of outside of maybe even just Celtic in this league, every team probably makes that move. To shore up at two 0 up, yeah, yeah. maybe 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 it's slightly early, but at that point in the second half, you're you're looking at that. Mm. Uh, I don't think you would have saw Craig Levine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, genuinely, Craig Levine wouldn't have done it. He would have kept on them. I do also parts, think man. we should have brought on Peter Haring then instead because Hibs were winning a lot of aerial duels in the midfield because we had absolutely no one who could compete for them, and mm. Haring's. One of Harden's best skills is sort of winning those first balls for like goal kicks and long free kicks and mm -hmm. boots up for the centre backs. Like that sort of thing in Scottish football is a valuable skill. No, that's an interesting shot. Fair shot. I also, <clears throat> I just had, and this is a, uh, by the time, Benny, who's played previously 71 minutes of league football this season after being out for that long. I know he's going to need to get minutes eventually, but not in this type of game. Um, mm -hmm. Let's say Haring, I think, would have been a better choice if you were going that way. I think you do need to ease Benny in. And I don't, I, I know we were quite split on it after, but I don't think Benny looked great either. So, yeah, I'm a, I was more of a Jarvie thinking he did look good, other than at fault for the first Hibs goal. Aye, it fought for the goal, but I actually thought Benny looked better with the ball at his feet than I remembered. Yeah. Oh, he's smooth. He's got silky hips. Like he can send Aye. you, send you one wave. Aye, look, I'd completely Aye. forgot about that side of his game. Only pictured them as this tackling machine. Um, but interestingly, he I'm just looking at his stats here. He won zero out of four attempted tackles, but his uh, accurate passing was at fifteen out of 83 percent. Um, a couple of key passes and he didn't lose the ball very much at all. So literally the opposite of how I remember him. <laughs> like before he was injured, I mean. Um, but aye, very good points, boys. That's why uh, that's why you are leading podcasters there. They absolutely <laughs> should have brought on Harding over Benny. It should, I mean, I personally think you should have brought him Grant rather than a defensive midfielder. Oh! If he's making that choice, then Haring oh! and Benny, Haring's a better one. But yeah. yeah. Well, he should have never took fucking Lowry off in the first place. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's the real point, yeah. <laughs> the guy the that word. hates Grant thinks Grant should have come on. I don't know. Hey, you can only piss with the cock you've got, and he's the only <laughs> cock you've got at the moment, so. <laughs> no. I fucking hate Hearts. <laughs> <laughs> Right. To all Hibs fans, to be fair to them, poured on the pitch to all, we would have done the same if we were in the away end. Um, well, uh, to be fair though, it was like 45-year-old men screwing up to like 14-year-old ladies. Like, <laughs> do what you want, run on the pitch, but didn't he make it about trying to fight like actual fucking weekends in this stand? <laughs> 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 Ended up in the same pub as all of them. <laughs> Later on. Every single one of them. Say it, won't say anymore. Um, and I, that was the derby. 
um, demoralising, angry. You had to laugh. You had to cry. Proper, proper stuff. And just as well, that was on telly. Yeah? <laughs> Wait. What a shambles. What did we televise this week that's really selling the Scottish game? Uh, Men and Rangers on Sunday. Oh, that was it. Aye. Mm-hmm. Screamer. Second Screamer. versus third. <laughs> no, that's true. Anyway, when, when you put it like that, you actually can't really complain. <laughs> something like the last four Edinburgh derbies haven't been televised or something, I think I heard. Anti Edinburgh agenda. They are killing our game. <laughs> Right, that was the derby. Um, and to maybe construct some more criticism, we'll go over to the, the good people of Jumbles Kickback, Hammy. Talk away and don't talk a lot of shame. Criticism, of course not. Um, first post. Okay, I can like we lost today. I understand the frustration, but come on to fuck. Three weeks ago, we couldn't buy a point. This is progress. Maybe <laughs> like that. Wow. Well, yeah, fair, fair fucking play to this guy, by the way. <laughs> oh, well, this was the reply. Somebody says, fuck off. Shit, mentality. <laughs> <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> That's two points lost today due to utter bullshit. Don't accept it ever. Accept it, and you are part of the problem. Oofed. Uh, somebody else says our last two games against them we've been at home been ahead and ended up leaving with a point and could easily have lost both I don't subscribe to the laugh at him celebrating a draw thing Ostrucks equaliser felt like a win as did Stephen Elliott's in the 2-2 at Fester Road this one is a draw that should feel like a loss it's inexcusable today somebody says Kent in the lounge full time smiling and laughing Get the fuck back downstairs and put your foot through your teammates' arseholes and <laughs> kick them into shape. No excuse. Individual Be miserable for the rest stuff. of your fucking life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have fun. Um, we are starting to sound like hibs for fuck's sake. Shit mentality. Failure to beat them is unacceptable, even more so when we were 2-0 up and cruising. Um, someone says, trying to put this as... As some sort of blip are forgetting, we have the old firm coming up and only won once at home this season. We look weak and teams will smell blood. It's only going to get worse. And another one says, we drew it home to a shite team after being ahead 2-0. It's now three games without a win against them and just two wins in the last eight league games. So yes, it's not good enough today. Have we oh, no recently. lost like one in the last ten or something like that? Uh, like a couple of draws, but I'm pretty sure we've no lost many. We've only lost one since like 2019. Um, oh, against Hibs, you mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, is he just talking in general? Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. So in the league, because yeah, we're not doing well at home. I think so, anyway. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what that much, isn't it? No one's listening for the facts. People can do their own research. Carry on. Um, There was other bits and pieces. There was a lot after the game. Vargas was getting a lot of abuse. I didn't want to single any individual players out. John Robertson was getting touted for uh, the managerial 
position that will likely Jesus open up. Oh, no. <laughs> and of course, Toby Civic was getting a lot of dogs abuse, but um, a lot of uh, sad and un- unhappy posters, um, especially with Celtic Rangers, Livy, and then Rangers again coming up. It's it's not uh, not great going into those games with a draw against your your big rivals. But we do have the international break, so mm-hmm. trying to put a somewhat positive spin on it <laughs> after Kent being too happy in the lounge. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> right, we've got a good uh, a good couple of weeks to just stew it over. Know what you want. Um, interesting thing you were saying there but <clears throat> the, the first poster you would very much call him a happy clapper some might say um, <laughs> I, I saw uh, Hart's Twitter started, have started blocking people on Twitter <laughs> like for just being like anti-Naismith which is quite a dangerous game to play that's very much like a, a kind of China move <laughs> there's silence on us journalists yeah, you can't just block your fans they can block but... who they want <laughs> who gives a fuck I don't feel like a club should be allowed to block a fan have you been blocked Jared? Uh, <laughs> you will be blocked I did have to check I'm not I'm not blocked, but I've seen uh, several um vocal supporters blocked by hearts on Twitter now. Though. Oh god, they might have don't, to do something else with their life. I know exactly. <laughs> don't let it ruin your life, man. I'd uh, it wouldn't be the worst thing that could happen to me if I might actually up the abuse. <laughs> this in a break. <laughs> yeah. Turn out the uh Naismith out propaganda machine. But I don't blame him. I do and I do and I don't. For the derby, I do. I definitely do. Um, I that's that's the derby. What more can you fucking say? It was just all a bunch of fucking arseholes. Um, <laughs> looking ahead to two pretty solid Scotland games, which Lauren Shankland has not been called up for. Um, yeah. were you were you surprised by that, Cameron? No. <laughs> what I've actually heard is this was a request by Hearts to not let Shanklin be called up because he had a child during the summer, so he's not actually had any time off. So I think the club asked, listen, if you're not actually intended on playing Shanklin in either of these games, could he actually take this time to just have a break? Because he's not had one. I think he needs it. So if that's true, I think that's great player management from the club. That's interesting. Yeah, I'd agree. He looks like a guy that maybe does need a break. Yeah. I think he does have a young family. I think, was that his second child that he had? So it's obviously a lot going on. There's a couple of dads in here. Mm. How the fuck do you look after two at the same time? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) And then also maintain a career like being a footballer where obviously the hours aren't great, but it's a 24-7 job. So it should be. Yeah, it should be. It should be a, a professionalism that you commit yourself to, but... There, there's some Hearts players that do like to just completely switch off for 80 seconds. And that's all it takes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Xander Clark was called up. I've got to say, he came across very funny in the, the Love Holidays video. I have an all-new level of respect and quite like the man now. <laughs> he, he saw Greyfire's Bobby, the statue. Did you see this? And he was like, oh, is that Greyfire's Bobby actually a thing? That's I just thought that was like Cockney <laughs> Rhyming slang for if you need a jobby. 
<laughs> Unbelievable. Superb. Love love Big Xander. But he can definitely get out the team because Craig Gordon would have saved at least one of those goals against Hibs. No one's disagreeing. He's all <laughs> no, no. The one down the middle, I feel like he probably would have just caught. Aye, because he just produces magic. Um, so we would have won that game if Craig Gordon was in goals. Aye, we... that's it. <laughs> we play the Spanish this Thursday. They're going to be out for revenge, Cameron, after we fucking bodied them in Glasgow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll be honest. It's not. It's not great. It's not a great break for Scotland. We, we play <laughs> Spain, and then we put ourselves through the pain of playing that only kind of half decent side, France, in a friendly. <laughs> um, so I'd fully expect us. Who wins? You know what? I, I fully expect us to get beaten both games. Um, but this was always going to be the case. Like you, you'd expect Spain to kind of rally in the group. They uh, They had that whole nations league thing at the beginning of this. They had to get out the road. This game isn't the important game for us. Look, it'd be great if you could go and get the result and tie it up, but it's further down the line. It's the next break that is the make or break one. It's not this game against Spain. And I don't know why we put ourselves through these friendlies against teams that must just demoralise us at points. But there mm. we go. I know. No, I totally know what you mean. We're, we're still one point away from securing Germany. Um, and yeah, the next break is Georgia away and Norway at home. We might not need a point, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. There's every chance we don't. Mm. And that would be fine. Right. We were coming up with all sorts of stupid ideas on Saturday saying we don't actually need to go to Germany to watch the Euros. Why don't we just book a big lodge? Guy. Nihilus guy. guy. Oh, Christ. We're going to Germany. <laughs> Um, aye, that's Scotland. And uh, buy or sell Cameron? Oh, aye, because it's Scotland, there is no questions this week. So all I'm going to do is take you up to date on the scores and uh, yeah, that'll be it. So straight into it, the Hibs game. Chuck these out kind of later on. This was Friday, I think. Um, so over 3.5 total goals in the game. There was, there was four. Um, and two of them being the first league goals that me and Simon had seen at Tyne Castle this season, or actually at any <laughs> stadium. <laughs> <laughs> um, a Shanklin penalty, that never happened, um, although I would feel like there should have been. A red card for both teams. I mean, felt like it might have went that way early on, but nope. And a goal after 90 minutes, I would have loved one. So it was a day for the pessimists and... Um, Jarvie, you bought the first one and sold the other three, so well done. There's four. Oh, that makes up for the zero you got the week before, but there we go. <laughs> um, Simon sold them all and got three. Uh, Hammy with two, myself, Paddy, Twitter, and Instagram with one. So the running totals as we go into the international break, and the last place and the only person below 50% is Paddy on 14. Then up to Hammy and Instagram on 16. Simon and Jarvie tied on 17. And myself and Twitter tied on 19. There you go. Work to do, gents. Work to do. Very good. Most of us doing about as good as the hearts. 
Um, fucking hell, not even a smile. Uh, join us next week as we I guess look back at the Scotland games and and see what other who else is injured and what's happening the hearts maybe they'll at least give us another love holidays video and Sandra Clark will say something funny (laughs) and uh, we will look ahead to playing Celtic which will be that following Sunday uh, which I can't go to and I can't say I'm disappointed about it (laughs) at this current moment I will be closer to the time uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at hearts underscore podcast. We are, well, I guess you won't be able to play along by ourselves over the next week, but you can still follow us there anyway. Um, and don't forget to leave us a generous star rating on whatever you're listening through. So until next time, come on the hearts. I'll see you again soon. <laughs>